Hello, Clarice. Ew, um, guys, hey, <laughs> welcome to another glorious episode of Bullshittery Podcast. I am your glorious host. Why do I keep saying glorious? I am your host, Mackenzie Barman. And this week we are here with my new friend, an athletic superstar, comedian, and podcast host, Hannah Burner. Guys, I love Hannah. Um, she's just the dopest, and she is the host of Burning in Hell. She is also the co-host of Giggly Squad. And, you know, we just had an amazing amazing 40-minute chat about, you know, being heavy-footed queens, um, how to be an overly confident superstar and not have imposter syndrome because, like, who has time for it? (laughs) And, you know, just how cold calling is like stand-up. And um, it was truly a beautiful, beautiful conversation, and I hope that you enjoy it as much as I did. Also, there was a really fun mishap with the internet connection, so just enjoy the little Mario sounds that I have placed in there, because you know what? Take your broken heart and turn it into art, okay? And you know what it is, guys. You know, if you love this episode, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star rating and review. And by us, I mean me and all my personalities, (laughs) okay? Anyway, here's Wonderwall. I am so cocky with these things. I'm like, I know technology. And then I'm like, no, 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 I can't do it. Do you also like panic like I do? Because if I'm like trying to do something, I'm like, oh my God, oh my, like I will freak out. No, it's going to be a full panic attack. Um, But I also like two minutes before was like, I can work a live app. No, I can't. But anyway. You're you're a podcast queen, like you're a tech queen. <laughs> you know, it's so nice to meet you. Oh my god, it's so nice to meet you. I'm such a fan. I've been like going through all your videos and also I love your background. It looks so cute. Thank you. The next progression in this is that it's actually facing the right way. Um, but we're we're gonna get there. You know, those are like- details that people don't people don't care about. Um, I'm also like obsessed with TikTok, so I'm so happy that I'm learning how to go live. Listen. You're a TikTok queen. I you pop up on my for you page like more than anybody else. <laughs> oh my god, that means the universe thinks that we are like like energies that should connect because the algorithm knows more than God. No, listen. Actually, I I've, I've had some takeaways from listening to Giggly Squad because what better research than to just obsessively listen to your podcast? Like and Giggly Squad, <laughs> I've taken some things away from it and I actually want to just like quickly tell you that we have a lot in common. Oh my god. Um, you said on a podcast episode recently. Wait, everybody, guys, I'm also all over the place. This is Hannah fucking Burner, everybody. I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> Thanks for people. having me. It's an honor. My first ever TikTok live <gasps> podcast. Oh, my God. That's so exciting for me. I mm-hmm. love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took away that you are heavy footed. And so am I. My nickname... <laughs> And I mean that, like, I think that we just really step into our power. I think that's, like, what it is, you know? Yeah, you know I do walk in power. But also, it's funny, like, I think I just have bad walking technique because I'm, like, <laughs> not purposefully trying to, like, stomp around. No, of course not. But one day, my I used to work at, like, a kid's club in New York City back in the day. Good times. But my coworkers literally nicknamed, nicknamed me Heavy Feet. So it's just... Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I want to normalize heavy walking. And yeah, as women, we're taught that we need to like be on our little toes and our little heels. No, we're no. barefoot, just slamming the ground, and that's how I like to assert dominance. 
That's right. Listen, <laughs> somebody's got to do it. We can't all be dainty damsels, okay? <laughs> Um, I also, there was something that you guys, you and Paige also have just the most elite dynamic. Like, I'm truly obsessed. It's so good. And um, this is embarrassing for me, but I also thought that, like, when a woman is giving birth and she's dilated, I also thought that was the vagina hole. So, we're learning and growing. One thing about my podcast is we say stupid things and we, I was pronouncing, pronouncing perineum perineum for like three episodes um we started giggly squad as instagram lives during the pandemic oh, so like shit. what we're doing that. here when like the world was ending every night at 10 p.m every single night for three months straight we did not miss a night maybe once because Paige was like oh. super hungover and that's where we cultivated this like group of people that had the same level of depression as us (laughs) but like we were I guess Paige and I realized that we had this like very weird conversational chemistry because there was nothing to talk about during that time we weren't doing anything but we just would like (laughs) figure out shit to say and then it became the pod but the fact that like I feel like podcasts are also like TikTok where like you it's the, the right ones find you because <laughs> you're not yes. going to something that you don't vibe with. So it makes me very happy that you enjoy Giggly Squad. You're giving giggler energy. I know. I truly giggle out loud. Like you, you call us gigglers and we are giggling like out loud. And that's not easy for me. Like I'm like an internal laugher. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> a little air out the nose. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but now I'll literally be like, <laughs> like listening to you guys. It's fucking great. Um, so everybody please go subscribe like oh my friend Meg big fan I have my friends are big fans of yours too and she said I'm a COVID giggly squad OG oh yeah they're they are different a different level of giggling I always say like do you have any OGs like yeah but then there's all these like new gigglers that come and we love them too just we love them differently I'm a new giggler you can love me differently that's okay we love you differently it's like it's like children that, yeah, and my I have to say, they've been trying to get me on the Giggly Squad train for a while, but I'm kind of one of those people where I'm like, if somebody tells me what to do, I'm like, I'll get there on my own time. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, like, one way for me not to watch a show is that everyone's like, it's so good, and you're like, terrible. Mm, probably basic, probably basic. Probably. <laughs> and then, like, three months later, you watch it, and you're like, oh, that was stupid. It was actually that- pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Well, I know we're like kind of pressed on time. I want to get right into the nitty gritty because I'm just, I want to know kind of everything about you. So I'm going to like learn as much as I can in this 45 minutes of glory that we have. Let's do it. Um, first of all, I just want to say like, you're so funny. You're, I need to come see you're you so live. Funny. <laughs> Thank you. That means so much coming from you. But you know what? We recovered quick. That's what life is about. We so did. What, I was back. One of the gigglers said, Hannah, get off T-Mobile. You know what? That's funny. That's actually really funny. Listen, okay. I have at t so I like worse. Oh, Girl Boss Town is on. Hey! Iconic. <laughs> um, um, so I was, in, I was in the middle. I don't know what you caught of that question, but I wanted to ask you, like, how... Well, I wanted to... Com- I was complimenting you. I was in the middle of giving you a compliment. Okay, you're, was, you're funny. You're like, no, you're funny. TikTok was like, no, <laughs> you guys were like, you're done. TikTok was like, shut the fuck up. Um, no, you're so good with like engaging your audience and like doing the banter with them. Like that's what scares me the most with stand up. But you're so good at it. 
Oh my God. I love talking about stand up, a true art form. Um, I feel like a lot of people's fears are like, oh, what if I go and I bomb? When like the best moments come from when you try a joke that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like in my opinion, <laughs> when you try something that goes too far or just like doesn't hit, and then you're like, oh, so this room doesn't like to talk about buttholes. Like that, I feel <laughs> like it makes you relatable and it makes you like connected with them because yeah. you, you, it's not like a robotic speech. It's a, it's like a dance. It's yeah. really like, an energy that they're giving you and you're connecting with them so like i think yeah the worst thing you could do with stand-up is just go up there and speak into the mic it instead you have to like i don't care if it's like all dark you really have to like be in it with the audience and you can't just like i think that's like key how people bomb is they like don't try to connect at all like even connect over how shitty you're doing like that's a vibe right there yeah or like the anxiety kicks in and you're like fuck this isn't working oh my god but instead you're like oh you didn't like that joke oh well you didn't like that like (laughs) yes and i also think like i always say people don't remember what you say they remember how you made them feel Mm. so it's like then no one's gonna be like that was a genius joke they'll be like holy shit that was a good time and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I feel like I'm very I get like social anxiety with like some people I don't know or like I hate a group dinner moment I like I'm like oh do I go hard do I go too soft I like don't know how to act but like for some reason I'm very comfortable <laughs> in a stand-up club setting um it's like I'm more comfortable there than like in the green room it's just where I gravitate to yeah, and I, I want to, like, ask you so many questions about your stand-up. And I want to kind of start, like, from the beginning because I'm so curious because you were doing content creation. You've been doing it for a while now, like, quite a bit, quite a long time. Yeah, yeah. And kind of, kind of right before, like, Instagram and TikTok really were, like, everyone was kind of doing it. And you, okay, so you went to school for tennis and you were, yes. like, a star forever. So you're like, when- you did not do school. You <laughs> played tennis. I did, it's did true. Tennis. It's like... It was, they call it a student athlete, but I was an athlete student. I was a tennis player and my dream was to be a professional tennis player. And I really like did everything to get to that point. And then after college, I was like, I'm burnt out. Mm. And like, it was a really, it's one of those things with your life where just cause you're, I always say just cause you're good at something doesn't mean you are meant to do it. And it's like, I always was really into sports but deep down I knew like I had a very creative silly goofy side like when I was little I loved like acting and drawing and painting and all of that but I really suppressed it because I happened to be like naturally an athletic kid (laughs) yeah (laughs) I had like you know the sports dad and like we would we just like loved sports but then I was like okay I I did college and I was kind of interested in sports broadcasting, but I didn't want to, I wanted to go back to New York City, which is where my family is. Right, yeah. And I immediately got a job in sales. I was doing cold calling sales. Like, my dad was like, (laughs) anyone who wants to be tough has to do cold calling sales, want to be successful, do cold calling sales. So I did that. But again, it felt like tennis where I actually was like kind of good at it, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't, I hated it. Like I would just like go and talk to like, I just wanted to talk shit with my coworkers. I did not want to call yeah. strangers and ask them for things. Like I wanted to create. I didn't want to take. Yeah. But also, yeah. cold calling get, is giving like open mic vibes. If you know what I mean. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say like you're good with an audience. Like they're your audience. <laughs> I, it it really was like my first kind of open mic experience, calling random businesses and trying to sell them digital marketing. But then I quit 
to go try to do like I thought I wanted to do marketing I'm like it's creative I'm gonna love this turns out my job at marketing was boring as shit like it was like like very generic email campaigns like it was just customer service like I was so bored and I'm one of those people that like I it's not that I have a bad attitude but I like can't fake if I don't want to be somewhere yeah you're like I really hate this and it shows like yeah like I can't like I want to either give a hundred or it's nothing so I really I, I remember I quit that job and I was 25 and I had no job and I know like I had to have some friends that were like what's going on with Hannah but I I had an I really did manifest that I wanted to do something with video because I loved my sports broadcasting gig. And then I applied to a job at Betches, which is like this, like, and they were looking for a video producer of five years experience. I knew how to like cut and edit videos and I was really funny in my group chats. And overall, I just grew up with a very, very funny family. And, um, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to send a funny video. And they selected me and they pull me in and they go, you have zero experience. (laughs) And I was like, but and I literally brought all these ideas. I was like, these are like 40 video ideas I want to do that. I know like I'm a millennial girl. This is so on brand. I know how to make my friends laugh. Your friends are my friends are your demo. And this for anyone listening who's worried about like not being qualified for shit women take so many jobs that they're overqualified for we date so many guys that we're hotter than like let's stop seriously i i really like i don't know if this is controversial controversial to say but i think like women ultimately like are better like across the board <laughs> like i just think we are <laughs> it, yeah it, po- it possibly is i'm scared of tiktok i feel like they're always I post too many inappropriate videos that they're like, no, <laughs> I know they're sabotaging us right now. It's going, no, we're going, it's going great. Keep going. Yeah, this is going actually going amazing. And we have to keep the people on their toes. Um, That's right. so yeah, I, I, we were just saying like, you shouldn't you go for jobs that you're not qualified for. I'm telling you because like experience doesn't mean shit, especially if you're in a creative space or like in the technology world of social media, I'm hiring a Gen Z to help me mm-hmm. with this. Like, so don't think like, oh, well, they've been doing it for five years. No, you have new, fresh ideas. Like, mm-hmm. Or obviously you're not going to be as good as other people who are, have been doing specifically something for as long. Start it. Throw yeah. yourself into it. Um, so anyway, I started with them and it was like a boot camp of joke writing. Without me knowing it, I was like writing tweets and memes and funny videos. And I was learning about like what would go viral, what wouldn't. I would see like how to catch the viewer's attention. And this was way before TikTok, y'all. You guys yeah. were like barely born, barely well, little twinkle. Probably, right? I mean, it was, I was, it was ooh, five years ago. You've done a lot in five years. That's really <laughs> actually, actually, it's, I actually, it's, a lot has happened. You know, some years of your life, you're like, what do we do? I but know, yeah. These last five, we were like, let's fucking go. Yeah. But, um, that's where I also started dating a stand-up comedian and at the time I didn't know I wanted to do stand-up I swear but like subconsciously I was like wait so he does podcasts during the day he performs stand-up at night he's like you know doing auditions I'm like and he makes money like you could do this for a living but I was like I'm not a stand-up but that's so fun for him yeah and then I started my podcast and then my friend dared me she was like your tweets are stand-up like you've been writing jokes 
go on stage, do 10 minutes at this like podcast show you're doing. And I said, okay, it was at Caroline's in New York City. Nice. Love it. Shout out old school. <laughs> and everyone was like, oh, the stand up 10 minutes were my favorite 10 minutes. Now for anyone who knows stand up, what you don't do is in front of 300 people, do your first 10 minutes of stand up. God. But I, I have like a dumb. You um, you go into the deep end. You, that's your thing. I have a dumb confidence. I didn't know. I didn't like later <laughs> on. We're like, so how's your tight five? And I was like, I started with a loose ten. Yeah. <laughs> a loose ten. <laughs> but that's so I, br- that is so admirable, though. Seriously, like. But also think about the stand up world is such like a very organized like ladder with like mm-hmm. gatekeepers and like this industry of like TikTok and me having my own social following has allowed me and so many other women to break into stand up without having to do the like certain things that aren't like healthy or mm-hmm. safe feeling for women when you're starting out in the stand up industry, like late yeah. nights at a bar and you can't afford an Uber and just mm-hmm. gross drunk men everywhere. Not all gross. Not all drunk men are gross, but some of them are. We can all and, agree. And sort of it's like, it can be a seedy business in, in some places, you know? like And very boys clubs vibe. Yeah. Um, which is why I think now I've kind of learned to, like, take that boys club to my advantage. Like, now I'm doing this interview series that I'm having too much fun with. Oh, just outside so the comedy good. club. I wasn't even thinking of doing comics. I was just going to stand outside the comedy club. Because I was doing sets that night. And then all the male comics were like, ask these questions. And I'm like, okay, but you guys are going to be like stupid and jokey. But they got as awkward as regular dudes when I asked them like certain questions. So Right, right. So I've been having fun with that. But anyway, yeah, that's how I got into stand-up. Then I just like kind of didn't stop. I was obviously, I had done reality TV, but that was another like experience in my life of me seeing what kind of entertainment I want to do and what makes me happy. Um, and that just kind of enriched like my following and, and my knowledge of like dealing with crazy entertainment shit. So would you say that stand up is like your bread and butter? Cause you're cle- you're such a great podcaster. Like you're just a great communicator across the board. <laughs> okay. Thank you for saying that. Cause I did study communication arts, which everyone would make fun of. And I was like, what am I doing right now? You're using it. You're using it. It works. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. My brother would make fun of me. Um, <laughs> My honestly, my bread and butter has I don't think about it, but like for like my career, having two podcasts every week like financially stabilizes me, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. creating social media content gives me that other like addition that's like a little more random. You don't know what happens mm-hmm. with like deals and stuff, and then stand up is just something that no one can take away from me. Like yeah. no one can fire me. No one can. Um, like, I don't have to wait for someone to choose me. I It's just kind of a way I express myself. But I'm also very, like, um, I'm just, I just love creating. So it's like, I used to just post tweets. Like, I cannot do Twitter. I get so anxious. I'm like, I'm so, like, over. No, stay away from it. Twitter. It's very toxic. I would just take them and put them on Instagram. People would make fun of it. But I didn't like posting photos of myself on Instagram. I couldn't. I don't know. I didn't know how to do it. I thought yeah. I couldn't do it. So I'd post joke and I'd share it to meme pages. That's how yeah. I first got any momentum. And then people were like, oh, like start your own meme page. And I was like, one day I'm going to wake up and be done with tweets. So like, I just, I don't know what, I don't have like a title of what I'm doing. I'm just like continually creating. And as long as it's fun for me, I'm going to keep doing it. 
No, and you're, you really truly are just, you're so good at it. Like, both of your podcasts are so good. You're so engaging. Like, could, it could be me. I, you're like gaslighting yourself. I think it's me. I'm moving into my kitchen because my, my lawnmower people literally came right now. Can you hear them? <laughs> okay, um, humble brag that you have a lawn. Oh, I rent and um, I'm in Kingston. I'm in Kingston, New York. Hey guys. Um, oh my God, so, you are? Yeah, I'm in the Hudson Valley. If you ever want to come hang, come oh, hang. Wait, the Hudson Valley's so cool. For some reason, I really thought you were in LA, but the, I apologize. No, that's so funny. I interviewed Kat Cohen on Monday and she thought I was in LA too. I'm like, no, I'm in New York, babe. Um, so also, yeah, that's why comedy. TikTok drop so dramatically? It's like, <laughs> I don't know, but this is fun. I like standing up and doing this. Um, wait, I have like a list of questions. Hold on. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. I've been ranting. Oh, no, no, no. Please rant. I actually like prefer it when you rant. Um, Good. Where were, where we were just, oh, I wanted to ask you like, what your like biggest goals are like are you manifesting like a, oh a like a netflix special because you should <laughs> okay so i'm totally manifesting a special the thing with specials is it's like i do really love my hour right now but the question is like okay maybe in six months i'll think of like even better stuff so like you yeah. kind of don't i'm i'm like letting the universe handle that and just trying to make my hour better every month yeah. um and then like i'm newly kind of want to get into comedy acting like I've always loved it well I like started at bet just making funny videos and like it's been something I love and I finally like got my first audition because it's like kind of hard coming from reality tv like people are like "Mm -mm -mm," and totally valid so people love to put you in a box always no matter what and you know how I feel about boxes we don't like a box (laughs) I'm auditioning but I also think I need to also start to like do some classes like take the art seriously even though I didn't do classes for stand-up but I feel like acting is a little more formal than stand-up or stand-up some craft you know (laughs) but I feel like if you have the natural like ability which you definitely do have like you're you're gonna like hit it out of the park you know what I mean Oh my god, you're so supportive and adorable. I also think stand-up is a form, like, you know, stand-up's a form of acting. Like, you go on stage and I'm pretending that I thought of this for the first time. (laughs) Well, and it's also, like, the ballsiest form of anything. Like, I I do truly think that stand-up is, like, one of the scariest art forms. I feel like improv is scarier. Yeah, I think, well, it depends, I think. Like, if you have a really good team supporting you, but it's really? funny, I did, um, I did the UCB thing, um, and I did, I did the intensive. I don't recommend doing the one-week intensive, like, because it takes the whole 101 and it packs it into a week, but the, the trouble with that is a lot of the people that were doing it were, like, not comics like or like actors they just want they were like lawyers who wanted to be better at like talking to people and I was like wait like this isn't like (laughs) this isn't really like what I wanted but (laughs) improv is and I I went in like trying to be funny and that's like death like you can't try to be funny I've actually never done improv before you'd kill it this but you're you you're an actress yeah, yeah, I'm an actor. I'm an actor first, and then I got on TikTok, and I was, like, doing drama and theater, and then I started doing comedy content, and my acting teacher would always be like, you need to do comedy, and I'm like, but I'm a dramatic actress, but now, now that I get it. We have Heather McMahon. Do you know Heather McMahon? I know her. I want to know her, know her, because yeah, she's, she's amazing. awesome. But she was, like, 
a tr- like trained trained actress yeah and then just started being herself and hilarious and doing different characters also do you know delaney rowe on instagram yeah i'm interviewing her on the podcast next week she's literally after i was like dude you're a comedian and she was like and i'm like no like you're an actual comedian and she's like but i i love that this app helped people like express themselves in ways that like they didn't even know they could because it's it's also like there's no imposter syndrome like people are loving your funny videos you're not like tricking into the algorithm to like it well and it's like instant validation it's like you know i feel like so much of what we do like is it can be so intimidating and you're like, eh, is this like working? Is like, are people getting it? But then when people are like immediately responding that they love it, you're like, oh shit, like I'm not kidding myself. Like this is actually like something. Well, that's the one thing why I think stand up with stand up, I get instant gratification every night of people laughing or not laughing, but every night where I feel like being an actor, you can audition forever with so much work and like crickets. Yeah. And- does anyone tell me something? Even a no. Know. Can oh. I get a no? <laughs> Can someone tell me they hate me even? Like, I changed my Wi-Fi settings. I changed my Wi-Fi settings so it might work now. Stunning. I love this dance. Like this. Is and the so- way I did it, I turned my Wi-Fi off. That's what I did. Oh, beautiful. See, I thought it's a work. gamble, you know? Yes. Wait, I wanted to ask you too. It was one of my questions and we've kind of like talked about it a little bit. No, still mowing. Still mowing. Um... <laughs> Do you deal with imposter syndrome? Like how, what is that for you? And if you do, how do you deal with it? I have the opposite of imposter syndrome. I have, I like, (laughs) I was like that kid that like the first time I went ice skating, I saw the girls in the middle, like doing jumps and stuff. And I was like, I want to, I want to go there. And my dad's like, you don't know how to ice skate. And I was like, I'll fucking figure it out. Put me (laughs) in the middle with those girls. And he's like, you're three. And I'm like, valid point. (laughs) But I, I guess like I, I I feel like so many men are like mediocre, but then they'll be like overconfident, confident with stuff and they'll brag about yeah. stuff. And I really, really feel like women are just taught to be small and make everyone feel comfortable around them. And I think maybe because I was an athlete, which was very about like, you had to have confidence. Like if I got on the, even I had to lie to myself. I had to be like, I felt horrible. And I had to be like, you are the greatest tennis player in the world. So mm-hmm. I kind of, I... One of my friends who um, is also one of my idols, Nikki Glazer, oh, told me love her incredible. She's killing it, and she told me she's like, I deal with imposter syndrome, and I'm like, that's crazy. And she's like, and then her therapist told her, like, do you think you're so smart that you're tricking everyone? Wait, that's actually like hurts my heart. Like, it's I just I also feel like I'm obsessed with watching documentaries of like. Like, I'm watching one now about the rapper Lil Baby, and it's just about him as, like, a drug lord <laughs> when he was, like, 15 in Atlanta, and then becoming this, like, he literally just started rapping a couple years ago. He wasn't a rapper, and they were just like, you have an amazing energy about you. Do you want to rap? And then in four years, he's, like, one of the biggest rappers. And I just, like, love, like, I just feel like everyone's human, and it fascinates me the people that have, like, mentally been able to, like, live the life they really want to live mm-hmm. and some people don't want that life in the public eye and I totally understand that mm-hmm. but it's like it's just people who like want something and then get it I'm kind of obsessed with 
and I feel yeah. like that's kind of the thing. And like the more I meet people that are really doing the thing, I think I, I think in, well, this is a two parter. I think in some ways I still like infantilize myself. Like I feel like a child around other adults my own age. I'm like, no, we're the same age. Like it's okay. But I've realized too, like so many people, everyone's faking it till they make it. Literally everyone. Like, mm-hmm. everyone's mm-hmm. doing it. I think that I think mm-hmm. that, like, everyone just knows everything about what they're doing. But in reality, no one really does. Like, we're all just no. trying. Oh, for sure. And then even, like, you think of, like, someone like Selena Gomez, like, so famous. She's existing as a human mm-hmm. who happens to be having, like, an abnormal experience around her. But she's, when the lights go out at night and she's lying there in bed, she's experiencing the same thing that we are like it's not like some people are chosen some aren't it's really about like I mean obviously luck is important but I really Mm -hmm. feel like I just have too much anxiety to do things that I don't want to do in this life (laughs) and and I've because of that anxiety I've it took me until around 26 to find where what really brings me joy and now like when you're like Hannah what's your goal my actual my biggest goal is to never have to have a boss again like ever same same like you're not like to win an oscar no i just want to wake up not be that depressed and not have a boss (laughs) yeah and like be like stable on your own and not have to answer to anybody like that is the that's the best thing in the world i've recently gotten a a little imposter syndrome now that i've been like working and i've made some money i get imposter syndrome with money where i'm like i can't buy that or i don't deserve that Mm -hmm. like the working i can handle but like then like living a life that you think you deserve is sometimes hard for me because I'm more of like a masochist I'm like I want to be on stage like I don't want to be like oh I'm gonna buy this for myself yeah hey that's why you have your gorgeous Amazon storefront too Amazon (laughs) thank you it is quite tasteful I didn't want to bring it up I'm very glad that you did I I will always bring it up you have like it's 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 like really I'm obsessed a little bit but you also, the other thing I learned from Giggly Squad, I don't remember what episode it was, but you were talking about that hack where you can, like, take a picture of something and then put it, like, you should not have told me that. No, it's really bad. I have I do have an addiction to buying things under $20. Like, yeah. I will buy 100 things under $20. No, it's, yeah, because it's, like, cheap. It was under $20, you're mine. <laughs> and, yeah, you can find anything dupe was on amazon for under 20 dollars this podcast sponsored even purses like purse dupes are my favorite oh i'm not buying a nylon prada for fifteen hundred dollars i did buy a nylon prada for fifteen hundred dollars but it's the only it's the only it was like because like everyone like had it and like, you know what it's just like the thing to do <laughs> you go one thing i would fucking never do and those stupid bitches do no this is my thing <laughs> I'm very, um, I'm, like, reckless with my bags. Like, I'm throwing them everywhere. They're lost in public bathrooms. My friend ate ketchup off my Frada. And it's just, I don't trust myself with a nice bag yet. But, yeah. Oh, my God. I love that. Wait, I do have, I have so many questions, but we're not going to get to all of them, which is totally fine. We'll just have to do this again. Um, But I wanted to know, like, how would you describe, like, your comedic voice if you had to? I feel like my comedic voice is, I say, like, female locker room. And, like, mm. the boys are, and the boys, um, are <laughs> invited. Like, I think, like, they like to see kind of what we're talking about. Um, it, 
honestly, however you identify, everyone's welcome. But I'm not going to be afraid to like voice any of my opinions and feelings about stuff. I like people leaving thinking differently about societal standards and like yeah. why they do what they do, why relationships are the way they are. And I like questioning the things that we were taught to be. Mm-hmm. And overall, I like just kind of making women feel empowered and questioning like the systems and stuff but it's a lot of fart jokes besides that yeah i have i have like i'm like a poop joke girl like i don't well i think like talking about pooping is feminism i do Mm -hmm. think it's like it immediately bonds me when another girl tells me about her poop Mm -hmm. because i feel like she's being vulnerable and open and relatable i love that i have to be her friend yes Oh, yes, that's my next big. I need to buy a bidet. I used one at my friend's house, and I was like, "Excuse me, like, I, yeah, Tushy, great company. I, it's very European. It it really like elevates your style. It is but, just you. Uh, you walk out of the bathroom feeling like a little bit of like a little royalty, like you're a little yeah, royal. <laughs> um, and I I also really wanted to know because that tracks like the way that you described your voice really tracks like you're really good okay. at branding like that because I elevated pitch for it I kind of yeah <laughs> it's hard it's hard to like type yourself you know yeah. yes um but who are some of your like well before we wrap this up who because I know you said Nikki Glazer who I love her and Burt Kreischer's relationship too like <laughs> obsessed so funny who would you say you're like your creative influences are oh my god i i do think like in this industry you don't want to be like consuming too much other especially like stand up because you can be like a sponge and you can like think like take in ideas and be like oh like and it, it it's like hard for you to then like get your own voice like some people be like oh i try to imitate like the style of other people so i actually don't consume that many other like similar creators but i really like look up to taylor tomlinson mm-hmm. incredible yes, great nikki glazer obviously um i love chelsea handler in her oh. like chelsea lately days oh i Every- miss it i want when to she would just back. shit on all the celebrities with like such a like straight face <laughs> it was like everything like and like sarah silverman is incredible mm-hmm. um and also there's just so many creators on here that I like, like you're an example of one of them where you're just like, oh, your energy's so good that you're, and you're like, how does she keep coming up with the creativity? Like, so I actually, like, I prefer scrolling TikTok and seeing like that kind of comedic yeah. stuff, like watching a watered down, you know, like cable comedy that I don't connect to. No, and that's that's the thing. I feel like TikTok has introduced me. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god. No, I feel like TikTok has really introduced me to some like I've become friends with some people that I've met on here, like other just funny people. And I'm like, damn, like there are talented people out here who nobody knew about before this. But like people are so funny. Yeah, and it's giving like like, you know, Taylor Swift like discovered on YouTube energy, and that's what I want. <laughs> Like, the incredible comics on here who maybe, like, could never get an agent or, like, mm-hmm. move to New York City or L.A. And, like, they're blowing up and they're in, like, Indiana. And it's and it makes me really happy because it just makes all of us feel more connected. 
And, when, and it makes it more like real talent is shining through and it's not only nepotism, like babies in Hollywood, like no hate. You know, there are some beautiful like nepotism babies that I love, but it's like, <laughs> but it's like, you know, like the, the industry is kind of built on that. And it is really refreshing to see like people who don't come from creative families that are just like, oh no, you're actually just really talented and like, let's, let's yeah. get you up front. And the TikTok numbers don't lie. Like none of us know <laughs> what's going on so with loud. it. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear that? bragging about your lawn again <laughs> just my lawnmowers um you, guys just you, started, you started this podcast with the most beautiful studio and now you're in your washing in the machine. dark <laughs> turn on the oh my god um this is just going so well i'm i truly it has been such a pleasure talking to you like i'm so glad we've met now yeah this um, is so much fun oh no did i lose you again oh no you're there okay there. um and I know you have to go. I know you have such a busy life. So we need to like get together again, um, maybe in person next time, because I plan on doing the second season like on a couch. So that would be so fun or upstate. Oh, I would <laughs> love it. Come visit me. You and Paige can both come hang out. <laughs> we'll do a collab. Oh, my God. So fun. <laughs> um, but I'm tell everybody before you leave me, where can everybody listen to you, watch you, find you? Do you have shows coming up? Let's like spill all the tea yes on you. i'm gonna be in chicago i'm going to um wisconsin i'm going to um long island sorry i'm trying to like get all the dates in my head and i'm going <laughs> to i'm going to minneapolis and i'm going to michigan i have ooh a lot of midwest happening um oh. listen to my mental health comedy podcast burning in hell and then if you want some crazy laughter go to giggly squad Guys, seriously, go to Giggly Squad. Like, you will just sit there and laugh. Like, there, you guys are the best. Um, thank, thank you so you. much. I'll, I'll like let you go live your life. And does anyone have any like last minute little questions? Oh, somebody asked where in Michigan. Oh, um, Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids, Alexis. Oh, and somebody said, "How is the old man?" Congratulations on your marriage, by the way. He's doing great. He's in the other room. Chipper than ever. Honest, honestly, looks younger than me these days. Gorgeous. Running <laughs> <laughs> together. <laughs> um, but guys, thank you so much for being here. Hannah, thank you so much for gracing me with your presence. The Wi-Fi connection was honestly just an additional... bit more interesting. It was beautiful. Yes. Um, and guys, go subscribe wherever you get your podcasts uh, to Bullshittery. And follow Hannah on everything because she's truly just the best. Oh, my friend Meg said, bring Giggly Squad to Raleigh. Oh, we're working on the South. Don't you worry. We'll Gorgeous. get there. You what guys would kill in Raleigh? Oh, yeah. No, I said Girl. you guys would kill in Raleigh. Oh, thank you. I actually did stand up there once. Someone said, notice me! And they yelled it. Okay, oh, now everyone's getting chatty. Okay, well, I love you guys. I have to run. But I'll talk to you later. All right, bye, bye everybody!